Hello, everyone. This is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing. With the June 26, 2023 edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. Champion began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit fittings in 1988 and in 1999 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In today's podcast, we're going to take a look at the Electrical Marketing Price Index for May, and we're going to show you some of the specific electrical products that have seen some moderation in pricing trends. We're also going to take a look at some very large industrial construction projects that recently hit the news wires. Industrial construction is on fire lately. I think it'll be interesting to see where some of this growth is. We're going to be checking out some weekly economic indicators that will give you a sense of where the U.S. economy and the overall electrical market may be headed. Also, these five weekly indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring today's Electrical Economy podcast series for 2023. For the week ending June the 17th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted unemployment initial claims was 264,000, and that's unchanged from the previous week's revised level. The four-week moving average for these unemployment claims was 255,750. That is an increase of 8,500 from the previous week's revised average. This is the highest level of claims for this average since November 13, 2021, when it was 260,000. The U.S. unemployment rate for the month of May is 3.7%. For the week ending June the 17th, we had seven states that had unemployment claims with a decline of at least 1,000. These states were Georgia, which was down 2,417, Indiana, which was down 1,983, Missouri down 19, also down 1,983, South Carolina down 1,783, Ohio down 1,543, Minnesota down 1,532, and New York down 1,225. That's a pretty large number of claims. We haven't seen so many with uh, claim, claim decreases of 1,000 or more. On the flip side, we also had five states that had some fairly large increases on unemployment claims for that week ending June the 17th. California was up 7,318, total claim number 55,386. New Jersey came in with an increase of 2,298. Its claim total for that week is 9,754. Connecticut was up 2,197 for our total claims recorded at 6,578. Texas was up 1,553. Claim total 28,393. And Wisconsin was up 1,061 for an unemployment claim total logged, logged in on June 17th of 5,217. An interesting leading indicator for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic. It's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR. It publishes this data weekly. As has been the case for the last year, freight rail traffic was down this week compared to the same time last year. Total U.S. weekly rail traffic of 477,126 carloads and intermodio. That's down 3% compared with the same week last year. We've seen this decline in the 5% range over the past couple of reports, so this is maybe a good thing. Total combined U.S. traffic for the first 24 weeks of 2023 was $11 11,859 car loads and and that is a decrease of 5.5% compared to this time last year. The weekly average, when we're looking at this data, the weekly average 
four uh, for total freight car traffic about four hundred sixty-five thousand. Uh, come to year over year, for when we're looking back, it's four hundred seventy-five thousand. I, I marked the slide so you can see where the range is, and we're just peaking just above the that four hundred seventy-five thousand number there. So hopefully, it's uh, trending in the right direction. Now, this this will be an interesting indicator to look at as the U.S. economy does improve. The keep hearing about a recession. Um, hard to say exactly when that'll start. In many cases, business conditions do seem to be pretty good. But I do think when we start seeing freight rail traffic improve and turn positive compared to uh, last year, that may be a sign that maybe the uh, recession could have been snuffed out. Several key parts of freight rail traffic took a turn for the positive in the most recent report. We saw that seven of the 10 carload commodity groups posted an increase compared to the same week in 2022. They included motor vehicles and parts, which were up 2,914 carloads, non-metallic minerals up 2,599 carloads, and metallic ores and metals up 2,341 carloads. There were some commodity groups that posted some declines compared to 2022, and these were grain, which was down 4,892 carloads, chemicals down 2,084 carloads, and forest products down 272 carloads. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. This data is available by state, by basin, and nationally from Baker Hughes at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a good sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. Through the week ending June 23rd, the total Baker Hughes rig count dropped by five rigs. That's a much milder decline than the 15 rig decline we discussed in our last podcast. The state of Texas did see a six rig decline. Uh, most of the other states were just had declines of one, two, or three. Those were New Mexico was down by one rig, Louisiana down two rigs, Oklahoma down three rigs, and North Dakota down by one rig. Looking at the major bases, the Permian did, was down two rigs. They were just a very mild increase over last year, year over year, about 1.8% where they where it was at, and that is the largest individual base and 348 operating rigs. Eagle Ford rig also in Texas down two rigs, and they are down 12.1% compared to last year. The current price for WTI crude oil slid below $7 a barrel as of June 23rd when it registered at $69.23, according to macrotrends.net. The average price for WTI per barrel in 2023 is $76.36. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper, and that's because it's a leading economic indicator for future activity. Copper is used in many industries, with the construction industry being one of the leading markets because of its wide use in wiring cable and copper plumbing pipe. Comex copper prices as of June 23rd are $3.82 per pound. They've been below that $4 per pound mark since April, and on the overall mark through 2023, average price per pound is $3.97. Now let's take a look at where the price of electrical products are headed in Electrical Marketing's Electrical Price Index. We're going to hit some of the highlights. If you need a vetted electrical pricing indicator on a monthly basis, they're part of a $99 annual subscription to Electrical Marketing. We cover more than 20 specific electrical product groups. For information on how to subscribe to Electrical Marketing and to get that Electrical Price Index monthly, go to www.electricalmarketing.com. Now let's take a look at some of the highlights of the electrical marketing's electrical price index for May. We did see the trend toward moderation continue in May. The total index was just up 1.1% 1. 1 
for the month over April and up 3.7% over in the past year. Uh, just to give you an, a perspective on the uh, historical trend for the total index, 0.2% is the average monthly increase over the year. 2.6% on a year-over-year basis is what we have seen in average. Some of the products that were bucking the uh, monthly trend of just a 0.1% increase, conduit fittings were up 1.6%, ballast up 1.6%, non-metallic conduit up 1.2%, and industrial fixtures up 1%. When we look at the year-over-year changes, some of the notable changes there, and again, the total index is up 3.7% over May 2022. Wiring devices and connectors up 24.1% still for, and they are not seeing any moderation with a double-digit increase like that. Metal conduit year-over-year increase 18.7%. Power wire and cable up 18.3%. Switch gear up 12.1%, and transformers up 11.8%. So, uh, no decline, no moderation there as far as we can see. Uh, conduit fittings were bucking below the uh, average there, uh, just 1.2% year-over-year increase, and building wire and cable, surprisingly, down 2.9% year-over-year over from May 2022. This slide gives you a, a bit more on that the moderation, as you can see in the uh, price index. Also, as I mentioned, average monthly increase 0.2%. Uh, looking from 2019, just before the uh, COVID era there, you can see that we were, for the month, we were just a, right around that average for a good chunk of the time. You can see the uh, dramatic increase in 2022 on a monthly where we hit over 3.5%, and that's way, way over the average. Bottom chart there, the monthly year-over-year -year change. Uh, take a look from 2019 when we were definitely right right around the average. We crested in uh, 2000, right around mid-year 2022, and we were close to 20% on the total index, which is something I could not find uh, going back quite a ways in our electrical price index data. And we, we do go back to the 1990s on that. So uh, this is an interesting indicator. It's one of the most popular features that we have in electrical marketing. I'm working on a quarterly report for notable construction projects that either broke ground or hit the planning stage for the second quarter 2023. The one thing that really stuck out with the projects that I've uh, tallied so far, industrial construction uh, totally reigns supreme. It's a, really on a whole different track than many other parts of the market, as you can imagine. Office construction not doing quite as well. Uh, residential construction, although it had some pretty good, uh, most recent report, uh, did show some signs of waking up, not to the point of industrial construction. Let's take a look at some of the specific projects. This slide here gives you an example of some of the large industrial projects that either broke ground or hit the planning stages over the past couple of months. Uh, the largest of them all right now uh, that I could find, Steel Dynamics Aluminum Plant in Columbus, Mississippi, that is 1.9% billion dollars and that broke ground in May. Ford had a very large EV plant breaking ground in Sheffield, Ohio, $1.5 billion and also broke ground in May. General Motors made some pretty interesting announcements, uh, three different assembly plants for existing uh, product lines, not, not in the EV space, which are also quite active in, but they made announced plans for renovations to an existing assembly plant in Flint for over a billion dollars in Fort Wayne, Indiana, $632 million, and in Arlington, Texas for $500 million. 
these uh, in these building either their trucks or some of their SUV lines. There was also a, a fairly large plant, a Group 14 battery plant, in Moses Lake, Washington, that is 650 million dollars, and that was broke ground in April. BASF had a large chemical plant in Geismar, Louisiana, that broke ground in March, 780 million dollars. We had a large Honda EV plant, industrial EV battery plant, that was 33.5 billion dollars, and that's in Jeffersonville, Ohio. We had a lithium-ion battery plant in Hopkinton, Kentucky, broke ground in February. That was $500 million. Some of these LNG plants get quite large. We had one that broke ground in Port Arthur, Texas, and that was $5.3 billion, huge. Another uh, large industrial LNG plant broke ground in April in Jacksonville, Florida. That's the Eagle LNG Export Facility. We had a pharmaceutical plant, which you haven't seen as many of them recently, but a very large uh, broke ground in May in Indianapolis. That's the Eli Lilly Company plant. And in Cartersville, Georgia, we had a large solar manufacturing facility broke around in April, $1.2 billion. This wraps up our podcast for today. Special thanks to the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the today's Electrical Economy podcast series in 2023. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data that you would like us to cover in these podcasts. Our next presentation will be on July the 10th. Until then, be healthy, stay happy. I look forward to talking with you in a couple weeks.